Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer. Yard uh, security. Yard security officer. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why I started doing that, but I, I think it's going to be a big hit. Good. That's, that's good. Uh, nice to see that you're always pushing yourself. Yeah, I'm new. branching out. I branch out. Yeah, you branch out. Uh, we also have Hottie Batati Will Schmidt coming to us from the Bay Area. What's um, up? Hello. How are you? Hello, We're Will good. Schmidt. Yelling. Is it cool there? Is it beautiful? What's up? Pretty cool. Nice. Nice. All right. We got, so, we got bugs. We all got bugs. We got bugs. So let's do a Rick topic. Rick topic. Topic. Rick topic show. Okay. This is Rick again. Rick. Yeah. He Rick suggested has, this topic. It's a good one. He's very, very, very into all this, and he he likes to ask questions. That's great. Um. So today's topic is um a nutrition related insect repellent. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited because I'm, I'm kind of excited about wh- some of the stuff that we're going to be able to weave in with what we do to help people understand why one person might get beat up more by bugs than another person. I always thought it's like, you know, if you're really sweet, I think there's one question about sugar and your, your system and stuff, but uh-huh. like if you're a really sweet person, they, sen- they tend to come to you. Since you're popular, they come to whoever's popular. Exactly. They just know. Yeah. So, um, they go by likes and friends. It depends on how many friends you have on Facebook. That's who gets bit the most. Exactly. They don't like unpopular people. Right. So if you haven't followed us on Facebook, search for kick it in the nuts or kick it naturally with over 200,000 fans. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to be on Facebook unless you're following us. And a lot of bug bites. Yeah. And if anything you learn on today's show is too sciencey, just go to kickitnaturally.com and download our free quick start guide to figure out the best place to get started. You'll find the link to this free and easy four page guide on the right hand side of any page. Cool. Sweet. Let's let's jump in with Janet's question and then we'll get to some. Rick had a few questions, but we'll get to those in a few minutes. All right. Janet, I've heard that mosquitoes are attracted to people with high blood sugar. There you go. Sweet people. She, she heard that from you, Kenna. You just said that. Probably. She's very quick at <laughs> responding. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is what we thought for a long time, is that people with a higher blood sugar would attract the mosquitoes especially. Uh, a lot of people, we'll talk about some other bugs in this show too, but let's hit on some mosquitoes first. But people felt like if their blood sugar was higher, it was uh, attracting the mosquitoes because they like the sugar in the blood since that's what they eat is sugar. But what they understand now, and keep in mind that uh, a lot of people that do this research into mosquitoes, most of them agree that, you know, we're just not sure we get it yet, but here's some things that we kind of know, but we may find out, you know, 20 years that, oh, that was totally wrong. It was just guys named Steve 
And if you knew a guy named Steve, that's who they were attracted to. So this could all just be completely fiction. But we're going to look at the science anyway. So what it looks like is it's, it's not actually high sugar that they are swarming to. Um, mosquitoes do eat sugar, but they, eat the, they feed off of plant nectar. And it's just the females that bite you. Go figure. Hmm. Huh. So, so only the ones that are angry bite you, and those are all the females. Hmm. Oh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> no. Okay, so the real reason that they're the only ones that bite you is because they're going after proteins in your blood that they use to make their eggs hmm. so that they can make a kajillion more mosquitoes to bite you. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Right. Cool. So... That's kind of what they're going after when they bite you. It's not actually the sugar in your blood like a lot of people thought for a long time. Um, so what will be fun is to look at some of the things that they are attracted to. And there could be a lot of other variables that we don't really understand, but these are a few things that seem to be accurate. And the the biggest one seems to be CO2. So if a person has a big CO2 output, that's like the big neon sign that says, Hey, come and bite me. I'm a good time. Hmm. So what's interesting is that that helps us understand why we may have believed that the higher blood sugar people uh, were getting bit more in one respect. Because, Will, let's talk about how consuming a lot of carbs or sugars could increase that CO2 output and why that would happen. Sure. Well, just to distinguish it a little bit. If you're someone that has like hyperglycemia, like a diabetic, you're not making a lot of car carbon dioxide. But if you're someone who is like burning a lot of carbohydrates effectively, which is kind of the opposite of diabetes, then you'll be someone who's creating more carbon dioxide in the process of using that sugar. And that could, I, apparently, this is news to me, by the way, about mosquitoes being attracted to carbon dioxide. But I got another one you're going to be, I have two more that you're going to be really excited about. That's amazing. Now I know why you wanted to do this topic. That's right, it seems silly to do, right? But it's, it's really going to, I'm really excited about it. I can't shut up. Why won't somebody shut me up? Yeah, I'll, can you mute him? Because we're not there to hit you. Oh, that's right. That's why I do this distance Nina can mute you, though, if you want it. Nina can't mute me. I'm the only one that can mute me, and I won't mute. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. That was just an editing trick. Anyway, so yeah, so if you're burning sugar quickly and effectively, like sometimes we distinguish a carb burner, they would be making more CO2 in the process of doing that. And apparently that could draw mosquitoes. But also maybe like ventilation in the room. Like if it's not well ventilated, then mosquitoes can pick up more on that CO2. And because you're going to be producing CO2 just by being in there. Cool. So if somebody wants to know, am I a person that's putting out a whole ton of CO2, uh, explain how they could do a breath rate test and what they would be looking for. Sure. So if you were to sit there with like um, maybe lay on your back or whatever so it's easy to count your breaths, you can set your phone, for example, it has a timer on it uh, on your chest on like your solar plexus or so, and uh, start a timer at the beginning of a breath and count how many times you uh, you breathe the course of a minute and you can count your breaths just by watching your phone go up and down so up and down counts as one breath so your breath rate will help give indication of how much carbon dioxide that you're producing an average ideal like healthy breath rate is right around 16 or 17 and if someone's like a carb burner or a fast 
oxidizer, we would see you know a faster breath rate, maybe closer to like nineteen or twenty breaths per minute. Right. So, uh, and in a, with a situ with a person who is processing carbs, well, uh, the more carbs they eat, the more of those of that glucose that is going to be uh, processed and have more of a CO2 output, which could raise their breath rate. So a person could literally reduce their breath rate by reducing the amount of carbs or sugars that they're eating. So like if I'm going camping with somebody, I'm handing out cookies to everybody but me, just so that I don't, I'm not the one that all the bugs are coming to. Right. People think I'm just nice because I'm handing out cookies. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not so nice. Quite selfish. Yeah. Um, but I seem to be sharing because I'm sharing the cookies. So this is a, a, a big piece of information. Uh, you know, so one thing you could do if you were going to be outdoors or you were going camping or some kind of hike or something where you were uh, wanting to stay away from bugs is you could reduce the amount of carbs that you're eating. You could also uh, try to take other steps that might make your blood a, a little less uh, acidic if you're already having a high breath rate so that the carbs that you do eat might not magnify the amount of CO2 that's output. Mm. Uh, and one thing that we use to do that would be choline. It's a supplement that you can get at most health food stores. If you're a health, fitness, or nutrition professional, check out our other podcast, Six Figure Health Pro. We dig into the latest marketing techniques and business growing strategies for health professionals. To learn how to take your business to the next level, search for Six Figure Health Pro on iTunes or Stitcher, or go to sixfigurehealthpro.com to learn more. Now do what you're told. Okay, so that's CO2. The next thing that Will's going to be excited about is that mosquitoes are also very attracted to lactic acid. Uh -huh. So if someone was just working out... Uh, and we know that lactic acid is created while we're doing a workout, that that person might attract a lot more of the mosquitoes. But we have more good time stuff because there are more ways than just working out that a person might make excess lactic acid, therefore being a, a hot mosquito magnet. So mm -hmm. let's explain how that might work. Sure. So, I mean, you're not going to get around uh, creating lactic acid. Like every time you flex a muscle or perform most uh, different cellular functions in our in our muscle cells you'll create lactic acid but the problem or the like the people that have excess lactic acid uh, sometimes have that because of something interrupting the energy cycling process of the cell's metabolism because lactic acid is normally produced but it's also normally recycled back into other components that continue to get reused in what's called the Krebs cycle or the energy production cycle of the cell so sometimes there's things that can get in the way of lactic acid being recycled, and there's also things that we can uh, accidentally or um, unintentionally include in our diet that increase the amount of lactic acid being produced in our gut. Like the wrong kind of bacteria can do that, and uh, certain things that can block uh, the recycling of lactic acid are things like hormone imbalances, heavy metals, and anything really that interferes with mitochondrial function. Right, so that's one thing, and uh, one thing that we have people look at a lot because uh, uh, we have an episode about just panic attacks, and we talk about how a panic attack can be created by uh, extra high levels of lactic acid in the body, and someone uh, who has a high high levels of lactic acid because of some of these things where Will was talking about 
can cause these kind of problems. Um, but let's talk about how when someone's stuck in an anabolic imbalance and they're creating a lot of energy through fermentation, uh, how that can spike lactic acid levels too. And let's, let's talk a little bit about how someone might understand, is that happening to me? Is that where my chemistry is? Mm, yeah, so there's a number of different tests that we'll run and that coaches that have taken the health coach training course that we have at health co- health course pro- or healthprocourse.com can find out how to run some I tests. I guess we'll and- let Kenna do those. Yeah, because I suck Kenna, at that. Kenna's the pro. Right. But you can do tests on saliva that can get a really good um, markers of ammonia production, and those will often go along with uh, lactic acid buildup. But if someone has a, a slow breath rate, actually, we'll also usually see lactic acid going along with that. And the reason for that is when people's cellular metabolism is interrupted or ineffective, you'll get a buildup of lactic acid going on. So we're really looking for the ideal breath rate to be present. Like You don't want it to be too fast or too slow. We want it right around that 16, 17 breaths per minute range. Uh, so that's one marker. But the other markers that you were mentioning as the anabolic markers would be things like an elevated urine pH, like ideal urine pHs in between 6 to 6.5, but some people have their urine pHs up closer to 7 or even higher. Uh, and another marker of an anabolic imbalance is you can get these little urine dipsticks, which we also talk about in the health coach course, is um, a way to measure your urine-specific gravity. So when you see your urine-specific gravity being low, that is another indicator that you might be in an anabolic imbalance. So ideally, it's right around 15, and we see anabolic people tend to be closer to zero or five in their specific gravity score. Right, and we really like to look at the numbers when we're trying to figure out if someone is leaning a specific imbalance like this. But there are other symptoms that are common with someone who might be leaning too anabolic, like a, like constipation, um, having a hard time waking up in the morning. Uh, maybe they get up in the middle of the night to pee. Uh, panic attacks and anxiety are common with someone with severe uh, anabolic imbalance. So these are just some things that you can kind of look at. Oh, well, if I look at all these things and they all kind of line up, then I may have a, a severe anabolic imbalance and that may be raising my, my lactic acid levels. So if you can help your body move out of that state and create energy through the other functionality, um, all of a sudden those lactic acid levels can become a little more balanced. So that's another thing that, uh, can cause someone to be more bait when it comes to mosquito. And Will's going to be excited about the third one. Let's hear it. Okay. It seems that people who have high levels of uh, estradiol, which is a, a, a product, which is a breakdown product of estrogen, that that seems to attract mosquitoes a lot too. And Will loves to talk about why people might have higher estrogen levels. Oh, my God. I'm going to feel day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Will show. The elevated estrogen levels, I mean, those. There are, there's a number of things that people kind of uh, can take. They, they might even be taking them on purpose to do that. That, um, that and, you know, it may be worth it for them to get a mosquito bite if they're really committed to taking birth control. Because, I mean, there's different forms out there, but a lot of them work by severe, like, elevating estrogen levels. Right. And that can be very problematic, not only for being mosquito bait, but it can really also... Birth control can interfere with other things, but estrogen very much inhibits cellular respiration. It can really interfere with regular cellular energy production, which can also lead to this elevated lactic acid issue that we just kind of talked about. So 
it can be maybe twofold. Um, yeah, it kind of makes you wonder, is, are the mosquitoes really attracted to this estradiol, or is just the high estradiol another thing that is very common when you see the high lactic acid levels? Yeah, yeah, they could be together. We right. could ask a mosquito, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if it's been dialed down to that. I mean, you could run a test, though. You could you could see, like, if someone has just elevated estrogen versus someone who has just lactic acid or someone who has both, you know, those sort of things could be done, but I severely doubt that any real, like, study has been done on that. Right. They're busy with other things that'll sell cabillions and meds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are some big factors. And another thing that's interesting is a lot of bugs, not just mosquitoes, but like fleas and things like that, are attracted to mammals that are weak or sick because it's almost like they're easy prey. Um, so that may be another reason why, you know, like someone with, a, you know, type 2 diabetes or heart disease that has some kind of uh, thing that is uh, making the body sick, why they may have been attracted. It wasn't the high blood sugar levels like we thought, um, but a lot of these chronic health issues uh, come from high blood sugar levels, and maybe that's what's causing some insects to kind of flock to them. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, it can pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before and a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. Let's go to Rick's next question. Kenna, did you leave? Yep. Oh, Cool. I have heard that eating certain foods, such as garlic, can help your body naturally repel mosquitoes. How much truth is there to that? It seems to be some truth to that, but but some. Next question. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> so it, it is widely accepted that if you eat a lot of garlic, that that smell can kind of repel some of the bugs that would bite you, especially... Or annoying people. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, or even not, or attractive people. It can repel attractive people yeah, too. People and people in general. Right. So um, you, you got to have a kind of a trade off there. You know, sometimes you might want somebody to bite you. So you don't want to load up all the time. But the other thing to look at with this is that it's not always the case for everybody. And I think that you have to consider a lot of those other things that we just talked about. Like if your CO2 levels are off the chart, your lactic acid is super high, crazy estrogen, all those things, and you take garlic, I mean, you still might be like a cupcake with a little piece of garlic on it. You know, you still might be delicious. Why do you that? What? You'd eat the cupcake with a little bit of garlic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's see, <laughs> see, and that's what I think a lot of mosquitoes would say. But right. if you have a huge thing of garlic with a little cupcake frosting, that might be weird. You know, you might not go after that if you're a mosquito. So I think that would be why garlic or some of these other things that, that people try to use would be so effective for a lot of people that might be like right on the fence of, I attract mosquitoes a little bit. But if you're the captain of attracting mosquitoes, 
I don't think those types of things are going to help. I think that you need to adjust your physiology in a manner that would bring some of these things down so that you're not a neon sign for come bite me. Mm-hmm. As a little tangent, I know that uh, if you have cockroaches, apparently bay leaves are a fantastic odor repellent for them. I did not know that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Interesting. In Florida, we had cockroaches that were, I mean, there's, it's like a cat. It's not a cockroach. It's very big. And then you step on them and they say, hey, don't do that. Like, dude, dude. Yeah, that's going to make me angry. And then when you're chasing them, they fly away. And you're like, and you can fly? That's, it's not very fun. That's awful. Right. Cool. Cool. Are we done? We have a question from Carol. Did you think the show was over? No, no, I meant with Rick. Are we done with Rick? Yeah. So I I think some of those things, like, and I think it seems like garlic is the most effective one that you would consume. We'll talk about some other things uh, in a a few minutes. Um, But garlic seems to be the most effective to consume. But again, it's going to depend on your physiology to how effective that's going to be. Cool. If you'd like to learn how to become a health coach or even just dig into more advanced teachings for yourself or your family, Go to healthprocourse.com to learn about Tony and Will's online course for coaches. Also, today, all of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Audible.com. Sorry. Yeah, man. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for details. See, Will, Ken is better than that. Better at that than us. Well, I'm reading it. You know, and I'm If you're waiting for someone to interrupt you, is it still an interruption? Yeah, I don't think that really counts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you made... Audible.com. See, that's how you interrupt somebody. Okay, all right. All right, Carol, last year I I started noticing a lot of dragonflies in my yard, and I haven't had a mosquito problem since. Apparently, they eat mosquitoes. Right, and there's... This is another... This is a very popular thing right now above the dragonfly thing, is that people will buy, build, or have someone come and install in their yard a bat box... With dragonflies in it. No, it has, it's, it's, it's like the perfect home for bats. Like they're kind of thin and whole so that, uh, bats like that kind of little close crevice thing. So why would you want bats? Because bats eat like a thousand mosquitoes an hour or something like that. It's like, it's a crazy number. When the bats eating the mosquitoes, I mean. Well, so it gets rid of your mosquitoes, but then you have bats. Yeah, Exactly. But the deal with bats is that they, I, I don't think they're quite so bad as people say, well, you got bats with rabies and they're going to bite you. But it, it appears that there's only like three species of bats in the world that actually eat blood like we watch on TV. Like Dracula. And yeah, all that, that kind of stuff. And they're like all in like South Africa or something. So in the U.S., uh, bats don't really seem to be as problematic as people view them and I think the number of cases of rabies that have come from a bat in the last 20 years or something, I, I saw it, I can't remember what it was, but it was like eight. It was yeah. like something that was not very a big deal. So people put up these bat things, and there's like people, that, this is their job, they just build bat, bat cave, bat, bat box is what they call it. Um, and they when say they that... Over, when they come over, you ask, are you the Batman? Yes, <laughs> I am Batman. And... Uh, so they just put that spotlight up in the air, and then somebody comes and builds a bat box in their yard. But they say that usually within a year, bats will find it and set up camp and live there, and then they just patrol your yard. 
So like there. all that, there's you know there's so much information out now about DEET and the other uh, you know insect repellents and sprays and all this kind of stuff and and a lot of the harm that they can cause to people and so people are kind of looking where what else can we do um, and there's so they're calling Batman I guess it's Call a very Batman. popular thing. Yeah. You know, in um, Austin, there's a bridge you can go and stand on at sunset, and that's when all the bats fly out, and there's like thousands of bats that just fly towards you as you stand on the bridge, and yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I bet there's no mosquitoes in that area. <laughs> right, I bet. Does, do people, like, when they, do they ever hit the people? Because they, they have the sonar thing. It's just something to do, and everybody's like, oh, you've got to go see the bats. And I'm like, no, that doesn't sound very fun to me. <laughs> think I want to go see bats. Yeah. So anyways, effective with mosquitoes. There we go. Cool. All right, Rick. Rick again. Rick's just got question after question. Uh, Are there other nutrition-related things that can help repel other insects? Because lately, the Lone Star trick has moved into North Carolina, and I'm hoping to avoid getting the... What's that? Alphagol? What is that? Are you looking... Alphagol virus? That's uh, something that's been... T- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or if you even spelled that right, but that's yeah, the one that virus. has been showing up from the ticks. Oh, if possible. And if there was a food I could eat to make me less attractive to ticks, I'd like to know about it. So, uh, again, this is the thing where the garlic seemed to help with, with some people, but I don't think the ticks are attracted to the same thing. But I, I have had some people tell me that they use some essential oils that were like crazy, super effective. Like I had this friend that would go hiking in the woods uh, like every day, and every day she was pulling like ticks off of her and her dogs like every single day. Um, But she started using this uh, rose geranium oil, um, and it, it doesn't need to be diluted. She was just like put a little drop on her neck and ankles and a little bit on her dog and... They would net. They wouldn't go on either of them at all. So it seems to be really effective. I have also um, heard of people using uh, another type of geranium oil. I think it was geranium bourbon oil. Um, they weren't drinking bourbon. This is just a type of oil. Oh, I want, yeah, too bad. Uh, but so they would use that, and other people would make sprays out of different oils. And um, I think one recipe that I saw to be popular was to mix it actually with apple cider vinegar. Uh, and then using like thyme, lavender, peppermint, and lemongrass. So Is there's it a thyme lot of thyme or thyme. Oh, thyme. Yeah, I always say thyme because I I feel like if it's thyme, it should be spelled right. Yeah, like herbs. Right. There's an H in it. Yeah, yeah. use it. Use it if it's available. <laughs> but anyway, so a lot of the oils can be diluted a little bit. Um, but they don't dilute as well with water. They, some of them can be, but so some people will mix it with other things like apple cider vinegar, so you can just spray it on you instead of doing a dab. Nice. And I guess you smell well, like a douche. Lone I don't know. Star trick instead of Lone Star Tick makes more sense now. Oh, yeah. you said trick, yeah. So he's talking yeah. about ticks. And I was talking about prostitutes, a trick. Right, right. Because right. you assumed that was what they were talking about if they were talking about Texas? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kenna knows a lot about Texas. Yeah. Um, Christ. Yeah, so I, with a lot of the other bugs, uh, 
I, I don't know a lot of things that you could ingest that make it as effective, but if it's, you know, a lot of those bugs are the ones that happen outdoors. You know, you're not having a lot of ticks show up on your couch and such. So if you're going outdoors, you can say, okay, it's time to use one of these essential oil type things and, and see how that works for you. Ticks are so gross. They're yeah. So They're actually like in the spider family. It's not an actual bug. and. I mean, how do you eat that much blood that your whole body is like 12 times the size it was? That's crazy. Um, so, so that's kind of a lot of things to look at in, in relation to just repelling bugs. So the, if you want to look at your own physiology to understand that a little bit, we teach all those self-tests in our almost free four-week digestion course at kickitnaturally.com. And Way you can to figure kill out, my announcement. Yeah. Um, but you can figure out, okay... Is my breath rate fast? Is my CO2 level higher than all the other people I'm going to be hanging out with so I'm going to be the one all the bugs are coming to? You know, is my lactic acid level high? How is my estrogen? When you start to look at these things, you can get an idea if you are the captain of bug bait or not and if you can adjust some things to kind of, you know, fix that up. Well, the whole estrogen thing, I mean, if you're pregnant and stuff, would that have something to do with all the mosquitoes and the Zika virus? Um, why women, you know, that are pregnant or is it just, they're not getting bit more. It's just when they get bit, if the mosquito has Zika or whatever. Well, it's my understanding that pregnant women do get bit more. I mean, and one reason, yeah, one reason that is, is because another big, uh, attracting factor to mosquitoes is body heat. And so if a guy is a big guy, he might attract more people, but pregnant women have more body heat than they do oh, when they're yeah. not pregnant. They're like cooking a whole human in there. Oh, so, I'm bringing the heat, baby. Right. So now they have more factors that could be attracting the mosquitoes. So do you have mosquitoes on you now? Not on me while we're speaking. If you missed last week, Kenna's all kinds of pregnant. Yeah. She yep. has like like a town inside of her growing. Exactly. There's like all kinds of people I in there. I was like, are you sure there's not three or four in there? Right, right. <laughs> they, did, they, they pulled out a calculator and did the math and said it's just one. Yeah. That's good. Because he's good, running yeah. all over the place. I think he's going to be like a track star or something. He just <laughs> right? like, he'll hit me down low, then he'll hit me on the right. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going out for a pass. What the heck? <laughs> um, all right, good time. So, Will, anything else to wrap up with what with this, this stuff? Man, Bailey's was my best contribution. A little tangent. Babies? Bay leaves. Oh, bay leaves. Yeah, you did a great job. But still, this was the Will Schmidt show because we hit all the topics that you liked the most of all of them. We we didn't mention thyroid, but we did get into cellulite. Thyroid? Thyroid? (laughs) Excellent. Okay, I'm all done saying stuff. What else you got, Kenna? Uh, Not much. Not Mm. much. Cool. So. uh, I mean, I have the show wrap up, but. Yeah, let's do that and then we'll be done saying words. All right. If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the almost free four-week digestion course at kickitnaturally.com. Or you can download our free quick start guide. You can also find more information at Will's website, mybodyofknowledge.net, or learn more about how to become a health coach at healthprocourse.com. Cool. All right, guys. See you next week. All right. See ya. See ya.